0: Well, I was saddened to see that Dwayne Casey was stepping aside as coach of the Pistons after 44 years in the coaching business. Uh, but I am happy to see that he is staying with the Pistons in a front office capacity. He joins us to talk about that move now. Coach, I guess, well, I have to call you Dwayne now. <laughs> Dwayne, You
1: no, no, no. can call me Coach Mitch. Uh, coach Dwayne, <laughs> yes, Mr. Casey.
0: Coach Mitch? Well, glad, uh Glad to have you with us. And, uh, Tell us about the, the process that went through. I, I, I don't know how many people knew ahead of time because you announced it right after the last game of the season. Did you right. decide relatively quickly on it as well, or had you known for some time?
1: Well, the thing about it, it was, it was a choice, Mitch, as far as one thing that's hard to do in sports, as you know, is going to the last year of your contract where you're a lame duck. And, you know, it, it was either going that last year as a, as a With one year remaining and still in a rebuild and restore situation, or, you know, and Tom gave me an opportunity to, uh, rather than do that, to stay and work in the front office and go through that. So that was kind of what it was. It's been, you know, Tom and I had talked about it for a while and gave me an opportunity to make a decision on it, which, was very first class in his part. Usually, you don't have an opportunity to do no. that from a coaching yeah. standpoint. Very few
0: owners say you make the decision. <clears throat> <Very> no <nice>. question. <laughs> that's that's, not, that's why they're, they're owners. Right.
1: Yeah. I know You're exactly right. But the the one thing too, and and I, I, Tom has been very transparent with that. When I first came here, we had a playoff expectation. You know, plan for a, a ring expectation, and that. Changed after year two, after health and whatever you know the reason, mainly health of Blake, and so we rebooted, and that's not what I came here for. Coming from winning sixty games and whatever you know what it is, so the expectations changed on me, Mitch, and so and Tom Tom understood that, and and again he, you know, we talked about it even when we started before we started the uh, retool restore. And so, you know, it, it was an understanding there. But, again, it's taken us a little longer. And, as you said, most teams run out of patience that, you know, they want to rebuild but don't have the stomach to go through it.
0: Right. And
1: uh, Tom and Troy's credit, you know, we're, we're towards the end of it. It's mm. toward, we're not quite there yet, but we can see the light at the end of let the tunnel. Let me
0: ask you a, a question that you can hopefully answer honestly now that you're not in the coaching yeah. position. If, if after that second year, when, as you point out, you know, Blake Griffin, other guys were so hurt that, that, that the plans of having a successful team had to go out the window and you started this whole long rebuild. Mm-hmm. Had you known how long that rebuild was going to take and you were back at that juncture of your career, might you have said to Tom Gorris, hey, you know, let, give me a chance to go someplace else. I'm, I'm too old for a rebuild or, you know, I don't, have, I don't have three or four years in me to rebuild this thing. And try to try to pick up a team that was more on the rise?
1: That that's a good point, Mitch. And probably you know, again, woulda, coulda, shoulda. That could have been a conversation and, and again, um I had all the confidence in the world. I'd gone through the same situation which took us two years in Toronto to turn it around and go through a rebuild and building through the draft situation and it took us two years and I, I didn't think I didn't think at that time it would take us three Uh, but again, with, with Cade's, Cade's, uh, health and surgery, that kind of set us back a little bit. So, uh, probably would have, could have, should have if that time, if I known, you know, if it was going to be that painful, might've, but again, from a coaching standpoint, you always have that confidence and that, that belief that you can coach them up and, and turn things around and, and always did still this, you know, it, it. into that last game felt like, you know, you wanted to coach him up and win as much as possible. So
0: Well, I thought you also, uh, you know, you deserve credit for, and I'll say it because it's not something that you would say knowing you, but you deserve credit for staying with a team that was in that perpetual rebuild, especially, you know, when you lose a superstar, because the losses that inevitably, you know, pile up when you are trying to do that, they go on Dwayne Casey's record. Right. You know they go in. And this is this is Dwayne Casey's coaching record, right. and you don't There's get no the mastery. Yeah, you don't it. have the Oh, see. that was a year when yeah. six guys were injured, and they, every, the average age of the team was fourteen. <laughs> uh, you know they, they don't say that. So, and you were willing to kind of take that on you. You know, and, and wear that uh, around your neck, and and and, and so I, I, I'm I'm glad that Tom Gore is kind of recognizing in a certain way. In my opinion, he kind of owed you the option to uh sort of steer your career would you have uh you think at this stage you I remember you said 44 years of coaching is a long time would you anyhow have even if it ended differently or whatever not pursued another coaching position but tried to go to a front office position
1: well probably this uh, going looking at it right now and even before this mitch when i first came first came here I was kind of looking at this as the the last leg, you know, of a long career Mm -hmm. where my kids are, where my family's uh, position, my daughter's starting high school. So I I didn't completely look at it as this is the last go around. But, you know, I I thought about it. It, We, you know, discussed it as a family at that time. We wasn't going to move the kids again. So I didn't know that the front office opportunity would be there at the end of it. But uh, I'm glad it is. It's something where I can stay, still stay involved in coaching, in the mainly also, too, in the community yeah. uh, and still be involved with the Pistons, the NBA, and, and represent the city and the organization. So, uh, it, like you said, it's, it sort of coincides with where I am in my, my career life and family life all at the same time. I just wish we could have had it going a little bit more toward the north and, at this Point of the rebuild than we are right now. And I really think that a new voice, a freshness, uh, you know, will come in and, and change. Because like, you know, someone said today, you hear the, you, the young guys go through so much and taking the lail. You don't want to make that part of their playing habits is losing so much and hearing the same things, but yet still coming away with L's. Uh And I, I do know that they're, we're not as far away as it seems. We're not – you know, we're not a 17-win team uh, with everyone being healthy. If those guys have been healthy, you know, and it wouldn't been that uh, look look as dire as it looks right now yeah. because mm-hmm. those guys are growing, developing. I think we'll have two rookie, all-rookie players on the all-rookie team again. And uh, the unfortunate part about that is it's tough to win. I don't care how many all-rookies you have, it's very difficult to win this league. Yeah. But it's kudos to those guys Well how,
0: men. how how are you going to feel honestly if draft night comes and they get the the Pistons get the number 1 pick and they could have Victor <laughs> Wemba <laughs> Wembe- 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 <laughs> the 7 foot 4 French guy coming in next year you going to run and get that letter back yeah, uh, here, I didn't sign that letter <laughs> yeah. Tom I
1: I, it. No no it, it it is what it is I, again just being a part of it whether it's coaching being in that front office is still you know even whoever you get is still going to be growth Uh, no, I don't, I haven't seen a rookie yet come in and change the world right off the bat. Now, two or three years from now, that rookie, you know, look at LeBron James when he came in, it took him how long to really be LeBron James and have an impact in, in Cleveland. So, uh, it will be great for the city, great for the franchise, the fans to do that. I'll be jumping up and down just like everybody else (laughs) when they do get it. But, uh, no, it's, uh, you know, we, we, We've got a handshake and an agreement, and I'll be here through you know through the next few years. Hey, coach, how did um the coaching young guys now? Like you said, you've been doing this forty four years now. The young guys when you started to coaching the young guys now and the players it was a different because like I said you never saw the team fighting in the huddles like you see these guys this week fighting the team stayed together even though they were losing. So how is uh, your approach to these young guys now as a, your approach when you first started coaching longer short. Kenny that, that is a great that's a great point because today guys are so different uh, as far as you know question authority at every turn whether it's coaches referees and that's one thing we preach from day one our culture who we are and, and who, who, you know, who we want to be, how we want to carry ourselves, helping your teammate up off the floor, standing up and cheering for your teammate, not keeping a towel over your head and that type of thing. All those things we really, really preached, and, and, and that and I'm proud of that as far as the culture we established. Uh, didn't have the infighting, no problems in the locker room, good chemistry in the locker room, and that's going to bode well for these young men that are going to be here through the, through the next phase of it because I think that foundation, that concrete is there of what we've preached. And I think I'm proud of our young guys for adhering to that. And to say we never had problems, Kenny, but the culture was so tight, the chemistry was good in the locker room because we preached it from day one, that it stayed within the family. And uh, you're gonna like any family, you're gonna have disagreements and arguments or whatever, and but we we did it in a respectful way like a brother or sister would do. And it never got outside the locker room, and I'm proud of that that part right there, because that that's a sign of a strong locker room, a strong team, a strong unit. And all these young men need right now is time. So no coming out in your car, tires were flat after the game or something like <laughs> that. None of that. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah,
0: because most most NBA multi billionaires have nothing better to do but take a knife and oh, no, slash their coach's past, tire. Hey, don't put it past somebody's of these guys. Okay, yeah. no, no um, I
1: tell you what, hey, hey, that you know that's one great thing. And Troy did a good job of bringing in high character guys into the locker room, and the guys that didn't fit the mode, if it fit, didn't fit the culture, you know, moved on. Yeah. And uh, that's also too, part of building the culture, and and then when you're ready and coming out of the rebuild, the restore, you're ready to hit the ground running. And uh, you know we're we're right right around the corner, getting everybody healthy back in back in the fold and ready to roll.
0: Will you have a say in hiring the next coach?
1: I you know I don't know. Uh, Troy and I haven't talked about it. Uh, you know if if I'm asked, I will. Uh, you know I I have. You know, I know everybody in the league and, and the characteristics of everyone in the league. Tom and I talked about, you know, that a little bit, but nothing has been discussed, you know, even the process we're going to have completely, Mitch. And, uh, you know, I, I do know this. We do have an attractive situation, the foundation there, the young talent is there, great practice facility. Uh, and that's one thing Tom has done. He's invested his resources, putting the G League arena at Wayne State, uh, just so many positive things about our organization, about the situation we have. So it's going to be attractive uh, to to a lot of coaches. and I think a lot so, of, you know, yeah. A lot of well, young coaches or veteran coaches.
0: Especially if you get that number one pick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I imagine they'll have a coach before that. Uh, well, Dwayne, uh, thank you for uh, always being around when uh, we wanted to talk to you as coach. I hope you're the same as uh, front office man and uh, remain a friend to this program and to us. And uh, and uh, tip of the hat for a, a really sure does, uh, yeah. fine, fine leadership and fine. Uh, it might not have been expressed in W's, but uh, it's certainly expressed in the character of the team and the way the guys played. So thanks I for all that. I
1: appreciate that, Mitch. And I, I want to say this. I want to thank you for what you do, for the city, for the you know for the kids of the city. Uh, it's it's big time, and that's the first thing I saw when I got to the city. And everyone knows you as this author, and. Radio personality, but you're far more than that, my man, and I, I respect that and always will. And if there's anything I can ever do uh, for you from, from well, like, well, you like know, our,
0: our <laughs> say Detroit basketball team could use a few pointers now yes. that you're not on the road <laughs> not, <laughs> and they're good as
1: often as you were. I will be more than happy to help you anytime Great.
0: you need it. Great. okay. Loss for the Pistons, gain for say Detroit. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you got to. State Play Center is going to win a lot of games next year. <laughs> the bad news okay. is Ken Brown is coach. I yes. yes. guess. Yes. Thank you, Dwayne. It's seven sixty WJR.
1: You. Okay. Thank you, Ken.